Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're new to me, I'm Shua Legra, the founder of Grace and Hope Consulting. And today I have a new friend with me, Julia. Do you mind just telling us who you are, what you do, and uh, where you're located? Yes, definitely. Thank you very much for having me here. I'm really looking forward to it. So um, as you mentioned, I'm Julian. I'm um, originally from France, although I currently live in Romania after a number of other countries like the UK and Netherlands as well. Um, and I would say probably to make it short, I've always been in learning and development, mm -hmm. started 15, 20 years ago, um, more around training, soft skills training, leadership training. And for the last seven years, I've been a coach. So I, I certified as a coach. And um, and four years ago, I decided, okay, it's time to go and, and set up my own company, my own practice. So I'm now doing full-time coaching, still doing a little bit of training on the side. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that I focus a lot on is resilience coaching. So I work a lot on, on resilience coaching. And more recently, I brought an element of the diversity and inclusion and equity and belonging into my work um, on resilience as well and kind of um, creating that correlation between the two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. And, you know, what we do here at Gustav Consulting kind of overlap around those things too, of, you know, coaching and helping people be resilient. And then, you know, using that to promote, you know, well-being, inclusion, you know, belonging in the workplace and in, in society at large. So let's, let's focus on the kind of the workplace environment, if that's okay with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do you think um, like leaders can create and promote resilience in the workplace? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a very interesting question. And I think um, for me, it goes back always to focusing on the individual because mm -hmm. we're all very mm -hmm. different. We're all bring our own experiences. We bring our own skills and and knowledge and so on. And quite often what I've noticed is that a lot of organizations are trying to have kind of a very blanket approach. Mm -hmm. And I think we can apply that on the resilience as well as on the diversity and inclusion. Right. Let's do something that is gonna be the same for everyone. But behind that, we forget that actually each individual has a different way, first of all, to learn, mm -hmm. um, which is going to make a huge difference in terms of how they're going to develop. Mm -hmm. But also, um, there is an element where they need to be motivated to move forward. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing for me is really focus on each individual. And the next thing as well is to create programs that are not necessarily very difficult to grasp. Mm. Uh, it could be very very simple tools um, one that I love um, and and I'll share it now if that's okay with you is that's fine it's 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 a very very simple um, exercise but imagine you're two people in front of each other you put your hands behind your back and at the count of three you show to the person in front of you so both people do it at the same time mm -hmm. a number on your fingers so you show both hands and you show a number of fingers uh, that you choose. Mm -hmm. And the game is the first person across the, that pair of people to count the number of fingers you have between the four hands, so mine and yours, for example, mm -hmm. kind of wins. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And what it does, it's a very simple game. It's actually used by the American basketball team um, before their games as well. It's a very, very simple exercise, but it creates focus. Mm. And behind that, when we're creating that focus, when there is a challenge coming in the workplace, we're able to um, really look into what's really important mm -hmm. in the moment and not be distracted by all the other things that are going to stop us to move forward so there are so many of these small exercises that we can do as individuals or as a group as a leader for example um, willing to kind of increase the resilience of their people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we don't always realize how simple it can be mm -hmm. So I think for me, that's the, that's the second thing as well. How do we create things that people can grasp easily, can, people can do um, day in, day out? Because ultimately what we want to do is we want to change our own habits. Right. And it comes one step at a time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well said. I think that person-centered approach is so important. Like we hear, we do everything we do, it has to be person-centered. Because when we start you know, doing this blanket, you know, program per se it's like well one size fit all well guess what you miss everyone because you're trying to accommodate everyone in the very in the same way it doesn't work that way yeah so very you know, you know telling things to individuals but i also like like you said about not complicating things we think you know for something to be successful it has to be so you know big it has to be you know i don't know so many steps so you know but when it's get the more complicated things get the more you lose people in it you know, if I can't follow the process, then, you know, we're never going to get to the end of that process. I'm not even likely to even initiate or pursue whatever program it is because it's too, just, it's too complicated. There's, if there's too many steps or too many things to grasp to understand it, that people, you, people get disengaged. You, you lose the people, the same people you're trying to pull into the program, you lose them by complicating things. So I agree with you, it has to be very simple. The, and I, go ahead. The image I always have, sorry, I was I just wanted to say, the image I always have is, and probably you're the same, I'm the same, we're all a bit like this, is you wake mm -hmm. up in the morning and, and you're full of, um, of motivation to do mm -hmm. something different. But you go to, you, well, you start your day. If you have kids, you might need, I need to think about, okay, what are we going to do for breakfast? Mm -hmm. Dressing them up, getting them out of the door. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the office and you, there was always something to firefight. And then you come home in the evening and the same the routine you need to go through. There's so many things we have in our minds in the one in every day mm -hmm. that if we start making things complicated, then as you said, we're going to lose them. They, we already have a lot to oh, focus yeah. on. Mm -hmm. Let's make it simple in the workplace to help people move forward like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for, for adding that. And the Sorry other for thing, stopping. no, that this you know it's a two-way conversation here. So feel free to you know to to stop me anytime. And you, you also said something that I liked was um, about you know not keeping it just keeping it simple, but this these exercise, these activities that we do ongoing you know, help build resilience long-term. You don't wait for crisis to happen in order to teach resilience. You know, when crisis happened, we apply the resilience we've already been learning when things were calmer, back when things were you know, quiet and there was no stress per se. 
right? So it's kind of building those things into everyday practice. You know, like I like you see the simple exercise, you know, doing it. We, we even teach people how to do things like doing meetings, like, you know, build into activities, into your icebreakers that help people process mm-hmm. the emotions. Like, hey, how was this month? How did this month go for you? What are the highs? What are the low? You know, how did you overcome? What challenges did you overcome? You're helping people to process the emotions, helping people to build resilience before mm-hmm. they actually need to apply it. And most of us, like you say, it's go, go, go. There's so many things we need to do at home, at work, in our businesses, you know, in society that we don't always take the time to stop and reflect. Why is that? Oh, yes. something that I just do what needs to get done. I'll push through. And then when someone forces you like to think about it, to reflect on it, you're like, oh, actually I am resilient. I did overcome X, Y, and Z. I can use those same skills into the next challenge that come in, you know, that, have, that, that pops in my life or at work mm-hmm. or at home. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And for individuals then, I guess the next question is, as people are coming to work with the idea that we're already so bombarded right, with you know, things at home and right now with this COVID thing that never ends, it feels like it's never ending, but in this for now it's soon two years. And you know, people are already coming to work stressed out. right? And so how can, for employees, for all of us, not just leaders, for, you know, not just a leadership level, but everyone, I see everyone as a leader. That's a whole com- different conversation. But how can all of us, as we're coming into our places of work, whether it's you know, you're working for yourself or you know working for someone else, someone else, to start not just taking care of yourself for say, but building that resilience mindset, so mm-hmm. that you know you are able to focus, like you said, you know, and get you know and do what needs to get done for that day. And that, that, that's a very good point. And I think um, it, it goes back to any kind of learning and learning process that mm-hmm. um, I think one of the things we need to remember is we can always get better. For some people, it might take a little bit longer because, I don't know, we don't put as much energy or mm-hmm. effort or even is, we're not as interested, possibly. Right. But mm-hmm. every single one of us has a way to um to get better at anything Mm -hmm. and i think what is important is sometimes when we want to become more resilient is to go back to maybe some of these other experiences that are similar where we were not that good Mm -hmm. and little by little we actually become better and we are simply our job the job we're all doing at the moment i don't think any of us is born thinking I'm going to be an accountant or I'm going to be a coach or I'm going to be a nurse. We have to learn these skills mm-hmm. and and clearly we're good at what we're doing because we are um, we are where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same to remember with resilience is is the fact that we need to and as you rightly said it we need to reflect on some of the things that have worked what has not worked how can I take it forward what is it I can do differently but also I think for me one of the ways that is really really helpful to become more resilient is also to look at the other people around Mm -hmm. Um, for example you might be much better at I don't know managing risk Mm -hmm. than I am what can I learn from you that would help me um, be maybe less adverse to risk mm-hmm. and vice versa maybe um, I'm more confident in my own abilities mm-hmm. uh, and you could learn something from it and so on so using kind of who are these these I would say these heroes around me mm-hmm. that I can look up to and what strategies do they use to be more resilient themselves and how can I use some of that for myself? So that's, I think, another way um, 
that can be very, very useful as well. And I think the last thing as well is because you talked about the mindset is mm -hmm. how do you look into um, a slightly more positive um, overlook to it as well. Mm -hmm. um, again, an exercise I, I love to use, um, it's called turning ants into pets. Um, and the ants is the acronym for uh, automatic negative thoughts mm -hmm. and pets is positive enabling thoughts. So mm -hmm. how do you tell yourself what are these positive thoughts that are actually going to enable me rather than pull me back mm. um, and it's a very very simple exercise at the end of the day I mean everybody can do it you can really go in depth if you want to mm -hmm. but it's just asking yourself sometimes right now I'm in a mindset where I'm telling myself I cannot do it what's the impact of telling myself that and what should I better tell myself that is more positive that is going to enable me to move forward yeah. and what's going to be the impact on that um, how more successful am I going to become if I think in that way yeah yeah oh so such such good nuggets there definitely I I like you know the point that you made about looking for resilience in others Sometimes it took it to borrow someone as a strength, right? And, and we as human beings, I think we spend so much time comparing ourselves already and often to mm -hmm. a detriment. But you can use that instead of comparing, but use it as inspiration, as you know, a source of strength, you know, uh, instead. So like you said, it's seeing someone who is who has the skills that right now I might be struggling with. It's learning from them so I can build my resilience around that skills, around that issue, that concern, that challenge. And I think that's something that we often shy away from. People often will compare from a distance and get, you know, and shame themselves and, you know, look down on themselves instead of looking from a distance and say, hey, this person is doing this well. And then getting closer to the person and say, hey, you're doing this well. How can, what can I learn from you? you no, know, how can I learn from you? Very, very, very good tool there. So with all of this, you know, including with um, resilience, you and I both do work around inclusion, and I want to just tap a little bit on how can leaders use kind of use resilience to build inclusion in the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, what I would want to say on on that point you're making is that the the great thing from the research that I've um, looked into and the correlation between resilience and, and inclusion mm -hmm. is that it goes both ways. Um, so there's that, that kind of virtuous circle that when mm -hmm. you become more inclusive, it helps you to become more resilient. And when you're more resilient, you're more inclusive. So okay. I think already just that, just thinking about it like this gives you how, that, that idea of how it can um, really accelerate mm -hmm. um, your own resilience really really quickly and i think the for me one of the things that um that comes to mind when i think about inclusion and how it relates and it impacts my resilience is the fact that as soon as we have a very diverse group so that's mm -hmm. the first the first layer we're not talking about inclusion yet right. but as soon as we have diverse group we have diversity of thoughts we have diversity of experiences mm -hmm. and when we link it to the resilience well when we have a challenge that comes up we're not looking at it anymore in a in a one kind of one way view mm -hmm. we are looking at it with the view of all these people that we have within our team yeah. and looking for solutions that are going to be going further than what we may have 
um, decided. So there is a big learning going back to, to the people around us that we can learn from. I think here there is a there is a big thing. Then the second thing is now we move into the the inclusion itself, which is yeah that 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 next layer, not just um, not just having a diverse group of people around us, but really having a group where everybody can share, everybody can bring their opinion without any judgments. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly we have a gigantic impact on our on our resilience. Sorry, at many different levels. How do we take um, new challenges on board um, and take risks? Um, I talked already a little bit about uh, bouncing back from some of these challenges. Obviously, that's that's uh, and finding the right solutions. But also, there is an element, and when I look at resilience in a kind of wider term, there are some elements around confidence, and not just confidence in your own abilities, but interpersonal confidence that are extremely important. And I think having that very inclusive environment allows you to create that interpersonal confidence. And then finally, um, another element for me that is part of that resilience that where it is going to have a huge impact is the control. Um, obviously, there is an element that is around our own emotional control, but there is what I call the life control as well, the control of our environment and, mm -hmm. and everything that is happening around us, which when we have a group on which we can rely on, we can share also our own thoughts and be vulnerable and say, I'm struggling or I don't understand everything because I think that's part of being mm -hmm. inclusive as well. It's it's me being able to say, I don't know everything. Yeah. Then suddenly we're able to say, well, you know, I need my, I need help from you guys to be able to feel more in control of my environment, which then ultimately is going to make me more resilient as well. Mm -hmm. So I think there, there are so many different angles where being inclusive has a really, really positive impact on us becoming more resilient. Um, I, we could be here for hours, I guess. <laughs> I know, I know. Definitely, you're talking like, you know, where Bryn is going. I'm like, wow, so true. Like, I, I, I so agree that, you know, the more resilient we are, it, you know, the more inclusive we can become. And the more inclusive we are, the more resilient we become. It just, it, it is this you know, cycle that keeps, you know, kind of giving, you know, and, and if you think about it also, you know, take kind of putting in my heart as you know, mental health consultant here, when you think about it, when people feel included, you know, into anything, whether, you know, think about kids or for sports, you know, they're like, I'm part of a team, you know, I'm, I got selected, I, you know, I made the cut, I'm in. And, and when they feel included, it builds that confidence, like you said, right? I feel more comfortable. It's not just, I have a place, but like, oh, here I can contribute, right? And so that extra layer of inclusion and moving from that diversity to the inclusion is that it's like a diversity, it's already, it's, it's a given, you know, you look around, you are not here as diverse as can be, right? There's so many differences already, you know, but we also all bring so much to the table. Now, when we feel included is when we're empowered to use those differences for the greater good, right? Where mm -hmm. I bring my part to the table, you bring your piece to the table and together we're working to for something better. And so that you know, and not only gives that empowers people to be to feel more um, and to feel more confident individually, but also as each person is included and empowered to use those skills and 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 uh, and experience to 
contribute together we're building that you could say that collective confidence per se but also that collective resilience because now i know i can lean on you know on julian if I'm, I'm i'm struggling with something that he's really good at you know and and vice yep. versa so the team at the end wins because everybody has something to contribute and now it's not it's not a competition it's not you know it, it's again it's that you know, collaboration instead mm -hmm. right and the other element you brought was the element of being vulnerable it's you know when we're fully included when we feel like we know it that's going to be moving from that inclusion to belonging because if i feel i belong in this group i feel emotionally safe enough to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and you know and be okay saying yes. you know what i can say that i'm struggling here this is hard for me and know that that does not change my status. It doesn't change how people see me or value me. They still appreciate what I have to contribute, but this is a safe place where I belong. No matter what I say or do, I have a place here. And that really built resilience like to a hundredfold, right? Mm -hmm. And because then it just helped people to always, like you said, always want to learn and grow because it, that the environment is kind of, um, you know, allows for that, right? It's a, it, you know, it's a fertile soil, if you want, for people to grow when they are included, when they're, you know, no, they're not just included, but where they belong. And with that belong, it come the emotional safety to be vulnerable and a very good place to learn and grow at their own pace, you know, and in, in, in any way that works for, for them. So yeah, thank you. Like you said, we can be talking about this, you know, all day long, but is there anything that you want to add before we kind of wrap this up? Maybe we'll just one thing actually that came to my mind, and I think it goes to maybe the leaders out there who are building their teams to be more inclusive and more diverse is, mm -hmm. is not to give up too quickly. Yeah. I think one of the difficulties of um, diverse teams, and the more diverse they are, the more mm -hmm. difficult it becomes, is at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because of course, we will all come from our own different backgrounds with our own experiences and our own ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And that's for sure going to clash at some point. Not always, but there are some moments when we're going to have disagreements or we're misunderstandings or whatever it might be. But I think what, what I love about um, some of the research that has been done around teams becoming more inclusive is how the performance is tenfold mm -hmm. in the long term um, even though the first part it definitely I mean you if we talk about the the forming storming norming performing stages yeah, yeah. of the team the the storming is going to be huge storm mm -hmm. but the performing is going to be huge as well and I think that's probably the last message I would I would want to leave people with is don't give up and mm -hmm. make sure you take it step by step as well. It will take a little bit longer to form the team at the beginning and to put it together, but the results are worthwhile. And, yeah. and taking that time, I think, is going to be very important in the long term. Right, right. And that's also how leaders build their own resilience, right? And not giving up as they're trying to put teams together. But even when the team is already established, as they're trying to maintain team, grow teams, right? And I think what makes a good leader is that they create other leaders. So when it gets, you know, as, as you're building that team, as you're sustaining, it, as you're growing it, you know, always be thinking about, okay, where, where are the other leaders in my team? What are those people who have expertise and strength and skills in specific things that the team needs? And start delegating that so that you as a leader are not too overwhelmed and you build your own resilience, you know, to address other things as well. Yes. So yeah, right on, right on, right on. 
So I know you're busy, but what are you right, working on right now that you know that people mm -hmm. can support? And also, you know, where can people follow you and find you? Um, well, let's start with where maybe where they can find me. So my company is called Future Minds Consulting, and and my website is wearefutureminds.com. Um, so that's I think probably the best place to to reach out to me. Um, you can contact me. There's my email address on the website, and there is a link towards all other social media as well. So if you prefer to um, to reach out to me through social media, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on um, Instagram, I'm on Facebook, Twitter as well. So you can reach through the website to, to all of these. Um, and with pleasure, actually, I'd love to have more conversations with anyone who would be interested in. But in terms of some of the things I'm working on at the moment, I think one of the biggest ones is, um, is a program that kind of, again, bridges uh, between that diversity and inclusion and that resilience. But I would say it's probably... Um, not the, the 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 entry level program. It's yeah. really the taking it to the next level. Um, I know a lot of organizations are there are doing work on diversity and inclusion, which is great. But it's how do I help people really take it to the next level? And it's a um, it's a hybrid between actually a group coaching and an individual coaching program. So. Um, the ability to, as we said several times today, learn from others as well and, mm -hmm. and get some of their strategies, but as well to focus on yourself and what works for you as an individual. Um, and as part of that, if people are interested as well, I have a, a, an inclusion questionnaire or mm -hmm. self-assessment. Mm -hmm. uh, if people are interested to take it, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to send as well that, uh, um, that assessment for people to, to look into. So that's that's one of the big things I'm working on. And then one maybe that is um, closer to just the diversity and inclusion is more of a, of, of a personal passion is I support as well a brilliant, brilliant organization, a charity um, over there in the US called Coaching for Everyone that supports mm -hmm. um, BIPOC communities to one, receive complimentary coaching mm -hmm. and two, uh, for BIPOC individuals to become certified as well as coaches so if you want to have a look at it um, and support the cause that's something i really enjoy love working with them and they're called coaching for everyone.org yeah there you go awesome thank you so much and thank you for not just being here today and sharing your you know your knowledge and wisdom with us but thank you for what you do out there in the world you know you are busy making a difference and we we you know on behalf of everybody else out there you know just say thank you we appreciate you well, thank you very much for having me today. And it was a pleasure um, being part of this journey as well. Awesome. Yeah, for everyone watching or listening to this later on, we'll put the links um, that he mentioned there. You can click to follow him on his website and um, feel free, like he said, to ask, you know, go on there, email him, ask for that questionnaire. He'll send it to you. And I assume also the program you mentioned, the hybrid between the coaching and group uh, around taking inclusion to the next level, that also will be available on your website, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, everyone, this is the end for this segment. Uh, as always, no, be well.